It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. It is episode 26 already, but the good news is, is that it's going global. Stevie Noodleberg, congratulations. You got a little write-up in Forbes magazine online. This podcast, Influencing Others, just as the book has, now in paperback. Congratulations, brother. Very proud of you. How about them apples? Yeah, pretty exciting time. You know what's pretty cool to get recognized like that? Um, the uh, I got a call from a writer. He said, uh, we're doing a, a story on you know how to market using a podcast. Uh-huh. And he wanted to use us as an example. Boom. And uh, our audience is growing. The feedback is great. I'm having a blast. I love working with you. Yes, sir. You world traveler, you. Yeah, but busy like I, you. I got to keep up with you. On social media. But I don't get, I don't get, when I get on stage, it's quiet and people are paying attention right. to me. No. With you, man, it's chaos. Boy, no, those are rock shows. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are concerts and that's a different thing. I think it would be kind of cool if they were doing shots of tequila one. <laughs> uh, no tequila for me. No tequila for me. Are you a tequila guy? I would love. No, 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 none for me. None I thought that you were the brand no. ambassador for a, te- for a tequila. No, 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 oh, okay. no. I'll endorse a lot of things, but not tequila. I did not know that. No, okay, that was my bad. I endorse a lot of things that I use and that I enjoy, but I do. I haven't drank tequila in twenty years. Uh, tequila is. Um, it's too close to tequila. To kill you. So there's a reason why I avoid that. Aside from the smell and the taste and the way it made me feel, it's way too close a term to to kill you. You think there's a big problem that your clothes fall off? Is that the problem? Well, no, I don't mind if their clothes fall off. I just want my clothes to stay on. We're already in another zone here. We are indeed. It is Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders based on the book. Now also in paperback, it is episode 26. And actually, your guest today uh, became, you just told before we went on air, he became a minister uh, ordained so he could he could marry you? So, you know, one of the things, you know, I talk about is you can't make this shit up. Right. Uh, years and years ago, uh, I'm in the phone business. Our business is exploding. I wind up meeting a guy that at the time was the CEO of the largest patio furniture or outdoor furniture company. Mm-hmm. They had the coolest logo. Anybody that's listening to this that um, had the coolest jingle, they will remember it. Porch and Patio was the name of the... Porch and Patio. And it was the greatest jingle. The And I wish you would have brought it, but you didn't. Anyway, we get introduced. We instantly connect, which is what my mantra is. Mm-hmm. We have been friends for 20-plus years. 30. 30-plus 30 years. <laughs> I'm so old. We, one day, we're sitting around, and I'm telling him I'm really into this chick, and I'm thinking I'm going to ask her to marry me. And he goes, uh, I'll become a justice of the peace and I'll marry you guys. How about I that? I go, how cool is that? So he actually went through all of the gyrations in Tallahassee. You were an ordained right? justice of the peace. You keep saying who introduces to your guest by all means. My man, Jim Levine. Thank you for uh, yeah. for, for uh, coming to the show. He, he has lots of pearls of wisdom to share. Um, he, as I said, was a pioneer in the patio furniture business at the time when people were not really so into their outdoor backyards like outdoor living rooms. Huh. And he's currently the president 
of a, of a new company that he's going to tell us about. President and, and CMO at Challenger Designs. Jim Levine, nice to see you. Nice. Hello, everybody. Good to, good to be here. So, so, good to be with you. So you're one of the rare few in the world that can say that you married Steve Nudelberg. So I'm one of the few, although I'm not the only. <laughs> there's only a handful. Well, there's a handful. <laughs> and there's, there's only hopefully one left. But no, uh, no. Now, he, now he will never ask me to do that again. No. No. Yeah, you avoid that if you can at all costs. I can't, I can't repeat that, unfortunately. I, want, I would like to do it, but it's a bad omen. It so, would be fun, but there's so, too many so, bad. So I've, many I've, 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 I've hung up my, my justice of the peace shingle. You're done with done. that. Done. Uh, Steve refers to you as a pioneer. What does yeah. that mean to be a pioneer? We know the old days when you had West and Lewis and Clark and all that, but exactly. what does it mean to be a pioneer, Jim? Exactly. That's how old I am from the, from the, <laughs> from the old days. Well, I got, I got in an industry at the right time, and there was a lot of a lot of things were changing. You know, same time we were getting push button windows in the cars and uh, mm-hmm. in, in in central air conditioning, and uh, yeah. the the outdoor furniture business was becoming important. And I people was, were starting to uh, talk about lifestyle, where you live your life, not only how you live your life. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting with him in his corporate office, which happened to be down the block from my corporate office. And uh, this is one of the things that I always like to share with people. It's okay to have a board of directors. Mm -hmm. And I became part of the board of directors, even though it wasn't really official, the board of directors for Jim and Jim for me, bouncing ideas off each other. What do you think? I'm about to do this. I'm expanding. I'm doing this. I'm having a problem with an employee. We were just talking about one of the guys in his organization who was late religiously. Mm -hmm. And I was like, to me, that's an F, you know, total out, boom, you know. So ultimately, they parted ways, and that guy owns like the biggest umbrella company in the world <laughs> on, the, on the planet. Right? Fired him four times. It right. worked out good for him. Right. Worked out good for everybody. Yeah. Just you know what? You find your way. You do what you do. I don't think yeah. he would allow his employees to be that way. But here's two young guys, or fairly young guys, connected early on. Were able to share experiences of two businesses that were exploding. How many showrooms did you have at seven? Seven showrooms, but they were all gigantic. They were good, but it was a time when you could take. You know, when you're young, you can take chances, right? You can you can roll the dice, you can <laughs> risk a little bit. You know, it's gets sound like an old fart. Get, man. Gets what, a little what, different you know, as when you, you're you, young. But, you know, what are you? But back <laughs> a memoir. <laughs> Listen, you you can risk it when you're when you're just starting. What are you out doing your now? Business. You're still risky. You're building outdoor furniture. Uh, you're, yeah, <laughs> well, guess, let, let's yeah. talk about risk because so much of entrepreneurship is about betting on yourself, right? You, no risk, no reward, right? I mean, that's the old axiom, and I think right. that's kind of true. It's better when you can risk somebody else's money. It's better when you, oh. you know when you can play right. when you can you you know leverage and utilize somebody else's right. uh, liability or you know exposure. But uh, tell us about risk, by yeah. all means, because you have to yeah. take it, don't you? Yeah, big risk, big reward, though. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, just like in investments, your 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 propensity for risk changes over time, right? You get yeah, you get a little less risky. Now I'm risking. Someone else's money. Mm-hmm. I'm a, as the president, I'm, I'm, I'm of this a hired company. gun now, as opposed to being being the, the the total entrepreneur. But you know, you 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 um, you learn as you go. You get you get lessons. You get wisdom. So you're not really risking like you used to because you're doing it with with experience. Well, we're also living in a very new time where there are really no specific rules as to how to do what you do. So. You know, innovation is key. So obviously back in the day, there were, you know, innovation was a word that people didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Now everything is about innovation. You can be multiple things. Right. You can be like me. I'm a speaker one day. I'm a trainer right. one day. I'm, uh-huh. I'll follow, I'm, the, follow the direction. There are trends and things that you can do. So I don't necessarily 
talk about risk so much as I talk about betting on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So you bet on yourself early on. Still do. And so, which, so, so right. the, the theme, right. the takeaway right. really is, you know, how much are you willing to bet on yourself? And one of the things I see across the country, across the world, when I'm dealing with, with everybody is there is always that seed of doubt that people have. Mm-hmm. People always have fear, fear or doubt. You had fear or doubt then. You were doing something that nobody did. Right. Look, the, 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 the way to get around that is be so busy doing lots of things, juggling lots of things that most, some of them will work, some won't work, and you just follow the direction of the things that are working and you, you keep going. Which, you know, along the way, knowing what you know, we've been in business deals that had nothing to do necessarily with your core business. You just have a core understanding of retail, which retail is a, you know, very difficult Hard game. today. Very, very difficult mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, understanding of manufacturing. Right. You know, which but, but today you could, t- today risking, the risk today is to do the same thing you've always done. That's the risk. You can't do the same thing well you've said, always done. Well said. You know, to it's stand just, still, you get run over. So I'm in the furniture business. Mm-hmm. The furniture business is growing, the, the traditional furniture business is growing 12% a year. Online furniture business is doubling 100% is every that year. right? It's insane. Who would buy a sofa online? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's happening more than it's happening at, in brick-and-mortar stores. So uh, Happening the same with my friends at Capital Lighting. So I mean, so the lighting you, business is the same. So you can't right. do – the risk is to not, to not take the risk. So, so it's interesting because I've had this – The risk is to not take the risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elaborate on that, please, because right. it, it's, it yeah. sounds almost like one of those aha moments that Steve talks about in the book and we talk about in the podcast. The risk is almost to not. Yeah. So what happens is, so imagine you're a, a restaurant, imagine you're a chef, and you, you're, you're just fantastic, but you pick a location that nobody knows about. Uh-huh. You never get a chance to grow your business because the first one didn't go. So that person who hasn't made any money in his restaurant, he doesn't have the chutzpah to go to restaurant number two and grow it into 100, right? So... It's you, you, you got to take off, you got to push hard, and you got to make it happen, and you got to keep going with it. So, so now there's, a, there's, there's outdoor furniture stores, which is my background. One store, business is being decimated by the internet and by the bigger retailers. And what do they do? No, they do nothing. They just do the same thing they've done year after year. And, and Isn't that the risk? Which Wasn't that uh, Einstein's definition of uh, insanity? Doing it over. The same thing yeah. and expecting a different result? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the most current story and the one that I think people should really take away from is the closing of all the Toys R Us stores. <sighs> you know, well, I don't know. You know, I wasn't a frequent person in, you know, in Toys R Us stores recently. But the last time I was in one, it was a dump. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, but, but, but in, so, the, in this day and age, can you have a big retail location that sells just one thing? Um, because see, they sold one thing. Well, so they sold at Walmart. I can get toys and I can underwear and I can get bread and I can get birthday gifts and uh, I get this jewelry. Is good. This is really good. Please. Yeah. So my yeah. take on what Toys R Us could have been would would have been a mi- mini Disney World. It's about the experience. Right. I want to go there and have some fun and see some innovation. And you remember Tom Hanks in in big, the, big, yeah. big. He's stepping on FAO the Schwartz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, FAO Schwartz was fun to go to whether you it was bought an anything or not. It was an experience. And they and when, also went and, out of business. And when was the last time? Because <laughs> they sold toys. When was the last time Toys R Us innovated? Right. They, well, did, they did. They That's did. That's what I'm right. saying. They, did they just said, "This is who we are. This is what we are. We're going to stand tall." And boom, they get knocked out. And I just saw something recently that Amazon is opening up these stores. Brick and mortar. That are brick and mortar stores. Right. 
that you walk into the store mm-hmm. with your iPhone gets you in. So you have an app that gets you in. Right. You walk through the store, pick anything you want, and walk out, and it charges you. It knows what you picked up. Right. Yep. And, you know, just like in the hotel when you pick something out of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So you want to go there just because it's fun because they've created Correct. They've created a Disney atmosphere. So you're drawn in because they've something innovated. Something new, something right. fun. Well, Apple kind of did that, didn't they? Didn't Apple kind of yeah, do that? Yeah. With the yeah. idea bar, whatever they call. There's a the reason why there's bar. lines of people at Apple because right. it's fun. The people that go there, there's yeah. people watching, there's, there's, you know, everything. And this is, I'm really glad we're getting here. Because in, I, I just wrote a piece about this. Every, we live in an entertainment-driven society. Right. So every single minute of every day, people want to be entertained. Yes, they do. Right. When they listen to your show, mm-hmm. the minute they're not entertained, they're gone. They're gone. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they go somewhere else. Because they've got their device in one hand and it's all Well, you know, so when we talk about specifically me as a salesperson and I talk to other salespeople, the minute you stop entertaining your audience, yeah. yep. they're going to find yeah. another resource to do and what And the you attention do. spans are shorter than ever. Oh, it's crazy. And their quickness to move on to something else, something else, something else. I mean, I'll open an app on my phone, and before it even loads, I'll open a different app. I'll open, I'll, I'll open uh, Instagram, and before it fully loads, I'm going to go on Twitter. Yes. Yes. My brain has changed. Smartphones have changed us. We live it. The, the human mind and condition has changed. And you're right. It's too many other things to capture. We now have the attention span of that goldfish. You know the goldfish that eats its poop and then it spits it back out and then goes back swims and eats it again like it forgot. <laughs> Interesting analogy. It, it is. That, that's the age in which we live. Yeah. It, it really but, it has made when you look at and we we get the opportunity to talk stuff like this all the time. You understand how frustrating it is to be in any business. Mm-hmm. How can you constantly keep the pedal to the metal and entertain people? Because you know what? Otherwise, I could be sitting in my bed with a bag of potato chips and my beer, just like the Simpsons, and ordering food and clothes and right. and never, furniture. Never leave your bed. And never leave my bed. Yeah. Which is, you know, yep. so you're, the challenge you're up against is why me? What? what why Toys R Us? Yeah, but, why, why would I go to Toys R Us? But simultaneously, the whole world is changing. So what you did before? Imagine you're in the typewriter business. You, you made great typewriters, but the world just passed you by. Right. Or imagine you made the... Payphones. Imagine you made, right, the, the, the long spiral cord from a house phone. Right. Well, you, Listen, there's story upon story. Uh, do you know who invented the digital camera? Thomas Edison. Kodak. Kodak did. And Kodak was scared shitless of it, mm-hmm. and so they shut it down. Right. Where is Kodak now? Right. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yep. I, I mean, yep. so, you know... So to your point about the risk is not doing and not innovating validates that point. And, you know, I always try and bring it back specifically in our environment is how does it really affect salespeople and salespeople who are stuck in doing business the way they used to do it Mm -mm. are dead. It's scary. Either either be ahead of the change or be the change. Correct. You got two (laughs) options. Right. You can either dictate like Apple did what it's going to be and make people think that's what we need. That's what we want. And you go, aha, or you got to get ahead of that so you're prepared for it. Kodak is a great example. Polaroid is a great example. Those are companies that I remember that I was thinking to myself, as technology comes, where are they? Polaroid tried to enter the portable DVD player business. Well, that's great, but nobody watches DVDs anymore either. Right. (laughs) So they just keep guessing wrong. Uh, We talk about risk and, you know, no risk, no reward. But this really shouldn't be, you know, just flipping a coin. These should be educated, almost hypotheses of risk, right? I mean, you have to really do your homework, Jim. You see people opening restaurants, and they, they think, well, what this town needs is a great sports bar with great food. Well, what the hell does that mean? Right. 
got to do your homework on this risk. So the cards are in your favor. Imagine you're in the advertising business, as, as we all are. How do you, how do you, imagine you're a furniture store. How are you going to get people in to come in your store? It's almost impossible. You're not, you used to put an ad in the Saturday Miami Herald, and uh-huh. you'd get people in. There's, there's, nobody's reading you the remember, Miami Herald. I used to be in the Business Monday. That's right. Every, I owned the front page. That, that's what, yeah. ABC mm-hmm. would advertise there all gone. the time. And gone. That's, that real estate's over. Yeah, gone. So. gone. So, 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 do you take it to the people where they are, or radio a, remote? I mean, you used to do, or I don't know sure. if that was you, but yeah. that used to draw a lot of. people. Well, sure, it used to, but but I have always subscribed to, you know, if Mohammed can't come to the mountain, the mountain must come to Mohammed. That the restaurants that were inside the food court of the mall were a better location than the ones out on Route seventy four <laughs> because everybody just happened to be there anyway. Right. But where does everybody right. happen to be now? Online, right. on their gadgets. Right. Look, and that's why they need on the ball. I mean, these, these things are tough to figure out, and you can't. You know, it's interesting. One of my favorite speakers is a guy named Les Brown, and he has tons of great sayings. I listen to The Power of Purpose just about every day. But one of his sayings is, used to bees don't make no honey. Right. You know, oh, so, you know which good. is great. You know, if you really break yeah. that down. Right. You know, it's like, because, and I learned this the, the hard way, and I'm, and maybe you can comment on it. When I left ABC Cellular, which was a big part of my career and, you know, how people knew me and how they digested me. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to Randy. I left and I would tell people what I used to do. My dad pulled me aside one day and he goes, listen, nobody gives a shit what you used to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not. So what are you doing next? The world is what am I doing? What you know, that's what. And that was happening way back when. It's worse now because you have this stage where people want to know mm-hmm. what are you doing, who are you doing it with, when are you doing, how fast are you doing what it? What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Right. The sale I made yesterday doesn't help me tomorrow. So it's interesting. This morning we did a, a Zoom conference, which imagine, you know, uh, one of my friends who was on the podcast the last time, Michael Ralby, yep. said, he goes, can you write down for me all of the new tools that people are using? Because he didn't understand some of the jargon, but we had 17 branch managers on a call this morning where they could see me and I could see them and we shared my screen and I trained them for 90 minutes mm-hmm. where everybody was in the comfort of their own office mm-hmm. and I trained them specifically on LinkedIn and the comments we got back were, oh my God. So, you know, all of this stuff is right in front of them. But whether it's fear or, you know, intimidation or whatever, they didn't open their eyes to it. All of a sudden, all I did was crack the seal and open them up to it this morning. And the calls all day are like, oh, my God, I just connected with somebody from high school who's doing this and somebody from college. And, you know, the world is about and this is probably as good a takeaway as anything. You want to be in living in this world. You need to be connecting with people all the time. Right. You know, it's no long always be closing. It's always be connecting. connecting. Uh-huh. The sea has changed. Connect. The sea has changed. Can't close Which, until you got to be careful. This is a family program. So. Oh, <laughs> that's, boy. A, that's a different. That's a different sea word. <laughs> Altogether. Oh, yeah. G- Jim, you were waiting to say something. A different show. You were, you were waiting to comment on the earlier diatribe. Well, I'm just like listening to Steve because he's so he's so plugged in. But yep, you have to be connecting. You have to be. I mean, I just got uh, hired for a tremendous position, president and chief marketing officer. I had just updated my LinkedIn page, and I really, I really have uh, maintained myself with some privacy and uh, some. So dig- you had a different attitude than I told you, than we shared. That was your your take on it. Correct, and so I've you know I got, got I got sort of a little more up to date. I updated my LinkedIn page, and 
uh, shortly thereafter, I got I got uh, there's a new gig pursued, and a new gig came from yeah. it. It's the best gig I ever had, and it's just I, I used this analogy this morning in the training, and I think people really got it. <coughs> and and you you would probably know the answer. Mm-hmm. You should know the answer. But I asked everybody on the call. I said, "Do you remember how they got ET on the spaceship in the movie ET? How the, how they got him on the spaceship, or do you mean how they lured him out of the how, shed? How they well both Th- through the cornfield both." Well, the Reese's Pieces. The Reese's Pieces. <laughs> right. So I, I learned a piece of trivia, and I might have learned it from you. You did. Yeah. I did learn this from yeah, you. Yeah, Eminem okay. Mars uh, said, no, we don't want to participate Can in this imagine? movie. We don't want to do product placement. No, you can't use our product. Uh, really? And then <laughs> Can you so, imagine them saying no? no. The people at Reese's said, uh, we got a product similar, and uh, by all means, and the no market share grew exponentially. Unbelievable. They Cre- put them on the map. Really. Put them on the map. It was a little niche candy that some people knew about. But it went, you know, viral, global, if you will, based on that movie. So the takeaway as a salesperson, and I, I made this crystal clear to them, that all we do every day is leave little pieces of information about ourselves that lead people to us versus the other way around. Yeah. Here's a little chunk of me. Here's a little chunk of me. This is where I am, what I'm doing. Oh, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you liked that. I didn't. All these little Reese's pieces that we put out there. Mm are really the way to attract mm-hmm. other people that then want to know you, mm-hmm. like you, and trust you. Which and is the, you and know, stay the, in front of people and, correct, stay, and right, stay connected. Right. You know, so, you know, the visual is so amazing in the world we live in that we have a tool that allows you to do that. And all you have to do is really put it in there, feed it. You know, so it's, uh, you know, the, so for you, you the, the end result is in very short order, you put a Reese's Pieces out there, Boom, somebody snatched it up. There's no other universe or galaxy that that would have happened, that two people could connect like that for the mutual benefit of each other right? without something right. like LinkedIn. And, oh, by the way, just out of curiosity, what did you pay to be on LinkedIn? <laughs> I paid zero. Nothing. Right. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my God, what That's a world. Right. Right. Yeah, right. What a world. What a world. Right. Look at the things that we take for granted. Right. I, you know, I, I stand up in front of these audiences. I talk about Waze, the app Waze. You know, half the room uses it, half the room doesn't know what it is. And I go, I can't even leave my driveway without, ways. without, without the app. Ways, without the app. Yeah. The app tells right. you exactly where you'll be, when you'll be there, what roads to take there. Right. So the, the conveniences of all of this stuff uh-huh. is really how the world Well, works. you know, the, the old saying was always, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Okay, well now it's more utilize your resources because everybody and every information and every bit about them um, is readily accessible to you. And if you're not utilizing your resources, meaning LinkedIn and Facebook and digital media and the Internet in your pocket to know everything about the people you either want to do business with or do business for, you're missing the boat on all this. You're missing the boat. And you're going to be left behind by somebody that shows up for that interview and says, you're a Syracuse Orangeman. So am I. You grew up in Westchester County. So did my sister's uh, husband. Right? I mean, you got to take advantage of closing that gap. So can you imagine if you were wearing a name piece and on your name tag, it told me who our mutual connections were. Right. Oh, you and I both know him? Yeah. Oh, my God, he's great. I had a great time with him. We could be talking about that relationship long before we talk about doing business or anything like that. So, so Perfect. the information that's provided to us, you know, certainly, and, and I don't know what your sales team makeup is now. How, how, how are you go, getting out to the market? Yeah, so now I'm building a, I'm building a whole new sales sales team so for anybody listening there's job opportunities all over the country all over the country yeah i'm changing uh this this new business was using a distributor system now we're changing to a sales rep system so it's much 
with sales professionals. Sales professionals are the way to go. Are the way to go in any business, which is a, a, a sort of a stake in the ground, saying I want somebody who knows what they're doing representing my product. And in my case, I go for people I, when I'm hiring salespeople. I go for people who are connected to me. To me, people who know somebody who know somebody who are, who are in the door, or people with experience, or people who have, as I've heard you say to. Uh, when you met Mark Kaminsky for the first time, right. or you can see it, a vision in somebody. Just knew it. Yeah, they, were, they had this, the spark. You know, what's interesting, in all of the salespeople I've hired in my career, I always would say the same thing. Oh, wow, you're really connected. You know a lot of people. You'll do great. That's not good enough anymore because now it's not who you know. It's who the people you know know. Right. It's another degree away. And, and how you connect with them. Correct. Right. Oh, and that's what social media is. It allows you to be on stage and create an audience of people you don't know yet. Second degree connections are one degree away from you, but you can educate those people on whether they like you or don't like you. And listen, it's a numbers game just like everything else. But so so But you have to be in the game. You got you have to you have to step out of your comfort zone. You gotta get into the to doing doing new things just like advertising in the newspaper. You gotta you gotta figure out So the new ways. as you're hiring salespeople, I have a an interesting uh, tidbit the same question that I've asked every single employee I've ever hired, and I've hired many. Can you take a well, guess can, at what that question is? Yeah, can you pass the drug test? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question. What flavor ice cream do you like? Right. I mean, Shay, who's here, will, will validate it because he was one of the employees we hired five years ago, and people go, oh, I thought it was, it was your favorite. What's your favorite ice cream? Okay, what's your favorite ice cream? Right. Not which do you like, but what's your what, favorite? What, what's your fav- you know, right. Which is your favorite ice cream? And uh-huh. people go, well, Why would you want to know? Because if you want to work in my sales environment and you can't be passionate about ice cream, Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be able to be passionate about much anything else. And it's true. It's true. I mean, when you think about it, yes, and people have done it. And, you know, they go, well, I I like vanilla. (laughs) It's well. Probably sales not the right game for you. Can I get low uh, low carb? Can I have a <laughs> low carb? As long as they describe it right, people say, well, what happens if you're, you know, know, lactose intolerant, you know? As long as you describe it well, I am lactose passion. But, but yeah, you want passion. passion. I want passion, passion right. in how you do right. and what you do. So, so Jim, what's a better motivator: the quest for success or the fear of failure? Ah, what's about what's a better motivator, or does it depend on the individual? Jeez, I, I should bet. people be motivated more by that prize or by the fire that's behind them about to burn their ass? You know, I don't. I personally don't focus on. I'm not worried about the fear. Mm-hmm. I don't have the fear. I'm just looking forward. I'm looking ahead. So. For me, it's not about fear. You always have, as long as I know you. Yeah. Now, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's uh, sticking your head in the sand sometimes, but I'm just focused on the next thing. I don't really belabor a mistake. I don't really look back. I'm, I'm just looking forward. So I think the, the successful vision is, is what's a better motivator. Because pain can be a wonderful you know, motivating tool. Uh, and we learn from you know, I'm sure. the best. You get, you get spanked on your bottom when you're six years old for doing something, not doing it again, because right. that, that stung. So, Steve, same question for you. What's a more valuable, motivating factor? Is it the fear of failure, like I refuse to fail, or is it the quest for that success? <coughs> so I would say that it's probably a combination of both. Right. I don't mean that as a cop-out, but yeah. um, I always had a fear of being average. I always wanted to excel, so that drove me to do the things that I needed to do uh, to be successful. And I knew that somewhere in my near future was going to be a big setback. 
There isn't anybody who has been successful that hasn't had major traumatic setbacks. Sure. And it's yeah. how you deal with those. You know, I remember times when, I, you know, I was saying to myself, I don't know how I'm going to make payroll or, you know, just. When you're you know, sitting in the back of your little Mercedes by the dumpster. <laughs> oh, that was another story. If you get knocked down five times, you better get up six. That's exactly yeah, right. Not only times you get knocked down, so many times you get back up. That's right. So, so one of the things I learned from all of the things I do, like boxing, is that when you get knocked down, you have 10 seconds to get up. That's right. My boys taught me that, hey, Dad, in football, there's another play every 40 seconds. That's right. So if you get stuck in what just happened, you're going to get your head knocked mm-hmm. off. You know, it's so- second and 10 now. Right. And now it's third and 11. Right. You're bu- and all of a sudden, you're still thinking about the catch you didn't make in the first quarter. Yeah. And that, gets, that happens to a lot of people, especially in sales. I'll sit down. We'll do the first interview. And they'll be telling, you know, if I had closed that deal two years ago, yeah. I would have been. Bah, blah, 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 you know, and I'm like. Yeah. And dude, if my aunt know, had balls, she'd yeah. be my uncle. Right. On that note, well, you never know. That's a good out right there. That's true. That's, that's and they could be right on there. the cover of a Wheaties box. Jim Levine, president and CMO at Challenger Designs. Thank you for coming through Very today. Very nice to be here. Very and, nice and we to appreciate you joining us. Steve, we don't ask Thank people you. how they are. We ask them to tell us something good. So what do you got for us that's good this week as we wrap up number 26? Oh, Steve-O. We are taking the show on the road. And so this successful boot camp that we've been doing, I have another event June 5th in Fort Lauderdale. I'll be there. June, June, you'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, Congratulations. June June 22nd. We're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. We're doing uh, a a Friday morning event in Atlanta. Fantastic. And I'm super, super excited to, uh, you know, people ask, hey, when are you coming here? When are you coming there? So uh, I'm excited. You know, the good news is we're taking the show on the The road road tour. And the content is is great. And um, I'm just very blessed to be doing what I'm doing with who I'm doing it with. And I thank you for coming in sick, my friend. I'm still sort of fighting it myself, but you are a true professional. Hey, now. You know. Hey, now. Who else is going to inspire the masses? I heard you you say it yesterday on your show. We were listening yesterday, and you said, what am I going to lay down? What was it, a boxer you said? Well, Tyron Tyron Woodley, the defending welterweight champ in the world, I go to meet Dean Thomas, you know, my my bestie and co-host at the gym, and here's the current welterweight champ in the world, and he's like, what's up, JC? And he's coughing up stuff and snot, and he looks terrible. And he's doing the workout like, and I'm like, that's the difference right there. The reason he's the champion of the world in the UFC is because he's here doing the work when others would stay home and try and get better. And lay in bed, right? And lay in bed. And there you have it. And there's the mindset. Thanks again to Jim Levine for joining us on behalf of Steve Nodelberg. Thanks for listening to episode 26. We'll be back again soon with episode 27. Josh Cohen signing off. Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. Hey now.